0: Crowhill here. Today we review a stout and discuss five topics in five minutes each. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. What's on your mind today?
1: Well, I don't have one thing on
0: my mind. One, Not okay. one thing. No, not I have five things. Five things on, things on no your mind. mind. Okay. Yes, because what? Because
1: it's, it's 5 for 5. It's 5
0: for 5. It is 5, five for 5. And
1: it's when the, the list of f- topics just gets so long, we figure, alright, can we do any of these in 5 minutes? There's just too much stuff to talk about, and we can't do all we of them do, for a whole show. <laughs> 30
0: minutes of everything, and so... And some things you can just kind they of don't really deserve out, it. you know, they don't really deserve a whole show. So, we, you know, we have some topics that you really can cover just in a short period of time. So, so uh, alright, before we get started, i got to whip my whistle. Yes, so I was down in Nashville recently. And I came across Mill Creek Irish Stout, Mm -hmm. which is a nice, mild four point five percent stout, and you know, local Tennessee beer. Local if you're in Tennessee. Very nice. Uh, Less fuss, more beer. Yeah, it has a very nice aroma. Uh Has a very lovely. It's
1: dark. It's got uh, you know a tan head like you want. Uh Black and uh, oh yeah,
0: roasty smell. Very roasty smell. Very stouty smell. Uh, nice boy, nice, nice roasted barley flavor there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's not 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 heavy duty. You can it's only four and a half, like it's right, you know, like they often are. It's lovely. Uh, you know, this is this is like Your
0: everyday uh, stout. Everybody thinks of Irish stout as Guinness, and Guinness is nitro, and this is right
1: uh, CO two, but this is what i expect i don't know irish stuff. I, I do yeah. too and that roastiness is what distinguishes your stouts from your porters mm-hmm. i would say
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah well done well done all right mill creek all right
0: very good keep keep them coming all right go, so uh are you gonna hit the timer i'm gonna hit the timer so we're gonna do five for five and there we go.
1: What's our first topic? Okay, so I'm going to Mexico soon. haven't been there in a while. I thought I'd brush up on my Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I found an excellent Spanish station, radio station, down near um, on my demo, near, near Washington. And it's, it's. I don't want to hear music. It's talk, news, weather, sports. Right. Da, da. Yep. So um, And so it's Valentine's Day. Right. And people are send, sending their Valentines. Okay. Right? Right. And most of them are... To Ronaldo, my husband of 20 years, thank you for being such a great... Yeah, you know, that that stuff. It's Valentine's Day. That's what you want to hear. That's right, yeah. And then this one lady, and I'm doing pretty well, I'm understanding everything. The one lady comes in and sends Sir Valentine to herself. Oh. And then she begins to talk about the importance of uh, self-love, self-esteem, and self-value. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to send my love, uh, my valentine goes out to myself. And, the, and then the reaction is like, huh, okay. And they didn't really, <laughs> they didn't really dwell on it very long. Okay, so self-love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next. Ernesto? What do you yeah, exactly. What do you so uh, so let this? me ask you about this this thing. So somebody says, so are you seeing anybody? Well, I'm working on myself now. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can't. Right. How about this one? You really you can't love someone else until you learn to love yourself. I've first. always I've always hated what that? in the world are
0: these people talking about? I, you know, I've always hated that kind of stuff. If you can't love somebody else until you have self baloney. <laughs> love, love is is giving of yourself for another. Yeah. So you know, love is patient. Love is kind. All, all you know all the things we think of about love. It's outwardly directed. (laughs) It's it's directed towards towards some other person. Where I'm going to say, I'm going to uh, put your interests ahead of mine. I'm going to try to uh, put your pleasure ahead of my pleasure. I'm going to try to put,
1: you know, I'm going to make you. I need to. I need to dwell on me first. And then I'll see if there's room for, exactly, for you. right. Have you yeah. spent time... Have you ever looked yourself in the mirror and just said, I just love that guy? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. and who would? No. I know. Only I a mean,
0: narcissist.
1: Yes. only. And I would never want... I don't want anyone to beat themselves up, to look themselves in the mirror and call themselves a POS. And, right. Uh, but... Looking yourself in the mirror and going, all right, you know, we're doing pretty good here, but you can work on some things.
0: Think about movies. Think about movies you've seen where somebody looks in the mirror and compliments themselves. What what is that? What is that conveying to the the, the audience? Right, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> right, this guy's uh-huh. a self is a conceited,
1: self absorbed jerk. That's what's right. being conveyed. No, right now, but now, if you want to psych yourself up and say, all right. You can do this. Yes. All right, you've got a meeting today. Right. You're going to kill it. Yes. Uh, all right, I mean, Okay, you know, fine. <laughs> but, if, but, if you're looking,
0: but if you're looking in the mirror saying,
1: you're such a good person. I love you. You're I so love great. you. I mean, I mean even, even if you want to compliment yourself, you know what? All in all, I think I'm doing pretty good here. You're Good job there, face, face in the mirror. I love you. I know. Come on.
0: Or, or letters to yourself. I saw some. Okay, you talked. We, we brought up narcissists. And Narcissus, Narcissus is from the Greek mythology. And I just yeah. recently read, I actually listened to, Stephen Fry's Mythos. Oh, right. Which is actually really, really good. Mm. And Narcissus is one of the stories in there. And it was it was fantastic. But I also saw Stephen Fry writing a letter to his teenage self. Right. And it was, it was like this, I love you, you're so wonderful self. And I was like... I really liked Stephen
1: Fry until uh, I read that yeah. letter. Because but I did like the idea of what would I tell my younger self, that's a great little That's a great story. Yeah, yeah that, that's a great thing to do. Like what, <laughs> what, what, what But would I you... mean I don't know, I wasn't particularly likable as uh if I as a grown away... as a grown up now, I'm not going to tell my if I could possibly
0: write a letter to my younger self and send it back in time, it wouldn't even
1: occur to me to say I love you. Would the word love show up no, in there? No. Son, in son I got some advice for you. You got exactly. things. Exactly. You got things coming at you, yeah. and here and, here's and, some things and, to think about and all that. But I love uh, you. Come on. Sending a that's, sending a love message to yourself on Valentine's Day over the radio. It's really disgusting. Even I mean, come on, Latin yeah, know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so that's that's uh, that's the first one, self love on Valentine's Day. All right. Okay, so our next topic. What else have we got in the five for five today?
1: All right, so Chinese balloons. This was <laughs> a huge deal, and I want to talk about what happened and why it's co- completely. Not a huge deal, all of, all of a sudden. So, t- t- tell me, I'm going to give you my assessment of it. and You tell me what you you, you think. Okay, so, go for it. There yeah. was this Chinese balloon that came that we saw before it even got to Alaska. Right. And apparently nobody told George whatever his name is, Brandon, mm-hmm. about it. And nobody was going to say anything about it until pe- viewers on the ground in Montana said, uh, "What's that big giant thing up there?" News reported on it. They said, okay, it's a Chinese balloon and we don't want to shoot it down over the continental United States because it might hit a farmer. Mm-hmm. Waited till it got over the water, mm-hmm. shot it down. Mm-hmm. Then they retuned their radar yes. or whatever yep. to be more sensitive. Yes. And then they said, oh my gosh, <laughs> the, sky's everywhere. These, <laughs> the sky's filled with these things. <laughs> so we're going to send up. $200 million F-22s with... what To are they fire half-million-dollar missiles. To fire right. half-million-dollar missiles to take
0: down these other objects. Which were like party balloons from some kid's party, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah apparently, you know, this is... I, 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 it's like, like a ham radio club right. people. Yeah. They, they, they're they also in a club where they attach their ham radios to a, you know, a monitoring device. Yeah. To a, and just see where it goes and have the fun of just wondering yeah. what the height is. Yeah. Is that and so when that, so they were so embarrassed by the entire event from the beginning to the fact that they just said they not? overreacted and, and, so, and we don't want to talk about it anymore.
0: Uh, right. And now, the media is like we're not slowly, asking any more now questions. it's totally off the off the radar. it's, it's really really <laughs> weird because on the one hand, obviously the Chinese are spying on us. Obviously, yeah. we're yeah. spying on them. Yeah. Okay, that that goes on all the time. Every country is spying on every other country. Yeah. That's the way it goes. However, allowing like <laughs> a Chinese balloon, which <laughs> apparently had a very large payload, yes, like you know, like the size of a school bus or something, um, a week. Yeah, o- allowing it to go over our whole country and look at all of our military. And it wasn't ins- drifting aimlessly. No, it was being directed and ha- hovering. And, and so a lot of people will say, I've, I've heard some people say, what does a balloon matter when everybody's got satellites that can see everything? Well, the, the truth of the matter is you can see more things from a balloon than you can see from a satellite because there's less atmosphere yeah. getting in the way of your photography or whatever it is that you're doing, right? So having a balloon looking at things is going to give you a better view than what you can get from from a satellite. But why did we let this thing come into our country at all? Why didn't we
1: shoot it down before it even crossed Alaska? Right. Yeah, I, I realize like, you know once you once it's over St. Louis, it's a bad, it's a bad idea. Right. But but it, also Calgary,
0: the, uh, yeah, or or even Montana, for heaven's sake, is yeah. it like six people in Montana? So w- why can't you shoot it down in Montana? Now, all this stuff about we don't want it to land on
1: somebody. I I'm not sure I really buy that. Yeah, and, and apparently, it, are they covering for Joe, or they really did not tell Joe? And why would you not tell the president? Because and, he's you, a babbling moron well uh, right or they think that he doesn't need to know well why don't just shoot it down and not even not tell anybody about it if you're kind of embarrassed about the fact yeah or uh, i don't know the whole whole thing but then it just came to such a screeching halt after we shot down three hobbyists i know
0: we shot down like some mylar balloons that cost you know 45 dollars that some hobbyist club Put up to monitor the weather, and we sent. Is it follow?
1: So have they have they found these things? Because it landed on frozen ice. Yeah. Did, they, did anybody go get them, or do they just not even want to know anymore? I don't think they're even. That looking is, for this and they're this just they're later just ones. so yeah. embarrassed about yes. the whole situation now. But, the, but it, it gives you great confidence in our country, doesn't it? That we we are so on top of things. Yeah, that you're right. That you didn't see this thing coming. You didn't know what to do when it got here, and then you overreacted as a result. Right. Yeah. Boy, that makes us look so good. Yeah. Now, is this something that you could... Now, the, if, if this is the military situation, then would it matter who the president was, or, or can we lay some blame on Sleepy Joe? Or Sleepy the, the people that Sleepy Joe has chosen to run our military? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a lot of suspicions about Joe. I think he's getting paid
0: from a bunch of other foreign countries <laughs> he, and all that kind of stuff, so I think he's, he's, he's begged, sort of in the okay. pocket, but... But anyway, I I don't know. This this whole thing was such a huge embarrassment. It's, it was. It, it was, was, was a shame. Okay, all right. So that's Chinese balloons. All right. So what's our next topic here?
1: The non-binary soprano. What so, the heck does that mean? I took my kid, my son, and my grandkids to see an orchestra. Yeah. Now. Neither they nor I would know the difference between the Peabody Conservatory. When you say they,
0: do you mean like well, we'll more get to than that. one people? Yes,
1: I do. I always mean more than okay. one people yes, when sorry. I say they, because that's the only way that the language makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, that you know, it's the it's the Peabody Conservatory. It's a you know very prestigious. Yeah school but these are college students right and i'm not gonna know the difference they're certainly not gonna know the difference and so we just to get a little exposure we said let's just go watch the symphony the first the first piece was a contemporary piece in 1981 mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of quirky and odd but yeah. a little bit fun then we got on to uh, strauss and i mean richard not Johann, right yeah uh, which featured a soprano helena colindres so everybody's in black, right? All the orchestra okay. people are in black. Yeah. And then she comes out in a bright pink, uh, traditional Indian, by, but I mean by Indian is uh, indigenous okay. dress yeah. with embroidery on it and orange Crocs. Okay. So the contrast is, uh, and she's, you know, very, she looks like she's, she's selling something in a Bolivian market. <laughs> okay. okay. Right. Features. She's a rotund gal, and uh, so the contrast is like, whoa! I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And then the other contrast is her killing German, singing German for an hour. Okay. So, and with a like a sparkling, with a charismatic personality, you know, just in her singing, she's okay. she's into it. Right. It's great. Yeah. So I think well, so you know, intermission time. I get to read the bio, so I get to uh, Helena Kalindras. Let me find out more about her, Helena Kalindras in parentheses they them oh nice all right yeah. if they're, you know, uh, this rotund woman with large memories there is a non-binary versatile vocalist educator and activist of help me here here what the ketza that's, that, uh, that's
0: that? interesting.
1: I ancestry not that's what that is all right yeah. so I maybe mean, she i mean she obviously is appears to be you know, full-blooded indigenous woman, okay. which is interesting, sure. right? A ger- singing German opera. Yeah, okay. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, okay. So, okay, reading on here. Um, so, oh, when they are not singing, when they they, they are they, sharing they, their knowledge and their community through they, their how many private. Are right. So it's difficult to read. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I saw the pronouns in the introduction here, but yeah. as I'm reading along, I'm going. I keep thinking. Well,
0: yeah, they. Uh, is are, this a are, group? Is she, are she a member
1: of, right. uh, 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 of a group? Of and they. Uh, here's this is you're gonna like this. They are passionate about teaching voice through an anti-racist, anti-ableist, non-gendered, oh trans-friendly, autonomy-based cross-training approach that refuses to put styles of music into a hierarchy. What happened to do a dear, a <laughs> female dear? So she, you know, there I was just. Enthralled by this this woman, and I'm like uh, eye rolling. And, yeah. My goodness. So she says she was born and raised on Yelama'u Ohalone land which, to which, refugees. Which exists
0: where on the world?
1: Parents. Where, <laughs> where, where, where is that? Well, the, the kids behind me. Yeah. Look it up during the intermission. Okay. And I hear them talking about it. And then the there's the, two gals and a guy. And one of the girls says she and, oh, boy, was he so proud to correct her. Oh, no, no. They. She, uh, they. they. They go by they. That's so important. That's so important. That's so I, so I just important. Want to let you know yeah. that I recognize that and I, and I caught you not saying they. Right. So he says that that this location is in El Salvador. So I wondered to myself, wouldn't it be helpful to say that it was in El Salvador? Yes.
0: Because yes, yes, otherwise, yes. So you say this land, I don't know where in the world
1: the land in southeastern El Salvador. But, but, Why would... W- w- this is a deliberate omission, I think. Yes. The person what you is, is, what, what trying, could is trying to score saying?
0: points by saying, I'm not going to recognize the the claims of modern-day El Salvador over the land of whoever because, like,
1: why did their claims from 200 years ago
0: mean more than the claims of El Salvador So the omission is
1: like an uh, anti-colonialist stolen land kind of uh, thing that would come. So what exactly, so as far as you know, you know a lot more about uh, orchestras than I do. So when you teach voice, is there a lot of ableism and and that fran- trans friendly tra- trans violence i mean what is it what is, what is she and when she teaches it how does she introduce anti ableist non-gendered trans friendly and non- it's all a bunch of nonsense it's complete nonsense it's- I,
0: so if you're learning an <laughs> instrument or if you're learning to sing you're learning music you're not it has nothing to do with all this other kind of crap
1: <laughs> well gosh all right well the symphony was lovely I would love to hear her sing again, but I'm not reading her bio (laughs) anymore. We're kind of over that. And we're over that, and we're over our five minutes. We're over our five minutes. All right, there's
0: that one. Now, here we get into a fun one.
1: All right. And this
0: is what we would call liberal tells. Liberal tells. What does that mean? So that means somebody says a word or a phrase
1: that immediately tells you, oh, I see you're a liberal. Right, so you know, this, this, we're, we're chit-chatting at the bar, and they're the, the couple at the table next to us, you say if, if they, you you don't have to listen to their entire conversation. Right. You hear one word, one
0: phrase, you're like, okay, gotcha. All right. Gotcha peg. What do you got? All right. How about this one? Undocumented immigrant. Right. Yeah. I mean, no conservative is ever going to say undocumented. They're going to say illegal alien. Yeah. Right. So undocumented immigrant is a liberal tell. How about just speaking about gender all the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, we most of us don't really care. No. Yeah. yeah. Everything is explained. Everything is explained by hate and bigotry. That's that's a tell. That's a tell. That's a tell. Uh, what if what if you say, um, I need to go to my safe space? Yeah
1: or just right, if, if all you pick with with, with no context mm-hmm. if you just pick up the term yeah safe space you're going all right i know i i know what kind of bumper stickers on your car <laughs> exact the bumper stickers are another thing <laughs> right. but how about this one
0: decolonization oh gosh that's an easy one yeah so if somebody says i want to decolonize the curriculum right what i don't even know what that means but <laughs> it's even. clearly it's clearly a liberal tell decolonize the grid right now.
1: now this is what both of us love this word problematic right. yes i mean it, everything used to be a problem up until 5 minutes ago yeah
0: so so what is the point of problematic i i think what the point of problematic is something that's problematic means it's likely to cause problems yes yeah,
1: so this is this is Vaguely and in some unspecified way, a problem, and you need to stop saying this. But only, you need to stop only, doing this. But
0: probably only for hypersensitive people.
1: Yes, only oh, right. That's why. That's why it's a liberal tell. But yes, that's why it's a liberal tell.
0: Personal pronouns.
1: No, oh, well, geez. I mean, yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I, I saw. I saw a business card today, and it said, "It said." It was, it was a man's name, mm-hmm. so like it's, it's it. I get it. If it's if it's an ambiguous name and you wanted to clear it up, okay, that's okay. It was man's name and said they him. Okay. Well, what is, what, 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 what does that mean? So that means you you can either refer to me as a they or a or a him. You're you're a dude. Everybody's just gonna say something. he. Right. Yeah. It's a it's, tell. It's it's
0: yeah. It's annoying. How about war on women? Oh yeah, that goes yeah, way back. That, that one goes way back. Dog whistles. Do oh. conservatives ever
1: even talk that about dog whistles? Probably goes in one direction. Except when they're criticizing right. they liberals. Like, yes, right. they're, they're going to, right. If you say something that I don't like, then that's a dog whistle for something I really don't like. Yeah, and the whole concept of dog whistles—it's like it's like being able to read people's minds. Right. right. They liberals saying have a, this. Right, but. right. But conservatives have this secret language where when they say one thing, they actually mean violence on minorities course yeah and and somehow liberals are able to divine this because <laughs> yeah they can read minds how about privilege especially mm-hmm. white privilege mm, that's, just, that's, yeah even just privilege in general yeah if you if you, the way we did the show on words ruined by by liberal by liberals yeah yes pri, privilege is one of them it, yeah. yeah privilege didn't used to be a,
0: a, clear, a clearly
1: liberal term yeah but now you hear it you're like ah oh, I, I know. got it I right um uh,
0: And then there's just tolerance of every religion except Christianity and maybe Judaism, right? Yes, that's a liberal tale. Um, If someone talks about racist, sexist, homophobe, transphobe,
1: (laughs) yeah, and they usually any of those, right? Yeah, but they usually just like to group them all, like run them all right, right right, right
0: together. Exactly. Um, And then just just somebody who's very angry. That's, that's not exclusively a liberal tell, right.
1: but generally speaking, I think liberals are a except lot except for if they're angry and they say the reason that they're angry is because they've been triggered. <laughs> okay, well, triggered. That's right. Trigger. That's, that, that, trigger, would be, trigger, that would be that would be the here. tell. Yes, it's like triggered. Nobody's even.
0: No, no no, conservative has ever been triggered. No, never. Never <laughs> has a conservative been triggered, except when he's pulling a trigger. Uh, they're tolerant and compassionate, except towards conservatives. And they constantly virtue signal, like with bumper stickers and things like that. Yeah. So anyway, those are our liberal tells. And, uh, uh, yeah. And yes. probably already know that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's our five minutes on that one. All right, so our last five for five has to do with uh, beer. Yes, beer fasting. Beer fasting, which which is the opposite of what you think it means.
1: <laughs> yes, it you, does. you think you think that beer fasting means giving up beer, and you think that since it's a, a, a an event that takes during place during Lent. That you would be giving up beer for Lent. But no, we're not going to do that. We're not doing that. We're doing the opposite of that. But we did not invent this. We did not invent this. This is actually
0: a 400-year-old tradition. Yes, we are are going to give up everything but beer (laughs) for... Several days.
1: For several days yes. because of our 17th century monks, uh, German monks, yes, who did what? Who the, What they
0: decided was they were trying to figure out how they were going to survive the 40 days. Of, that's, a long, that's, that's too long to fast. I know. 40, 40 days is pretty serious. Lent is 40 days. Like Jesus was tempted 40 days in the wilderness. Lent is 40 days. That's the whole origin of the 40 days thing. And they decided that they were going to come up with a beer... But they be, were already brewers, right? Yeah, they were already brewers, yeah, because everybody was a brewer. And they were, they're, the monks were polliners. Yeah, and, and they said, we're going to have a beer to sustain us through Lent that, you know, we drink this, this and water, and that's it. Okay. And live through Lent. And we were actually inspired by some, uh,
1: yeah, some fellow. Yeah, so I remember this story from a few years ago. Mr. J. Wilson, mm-hmm. a Christian working as an editor for a county newspaper in Iowa, came, you know, recognized this, and he said he uh, was going to try it, and he consumed beer similar to the the original Doppelbach right. that was brewed by these monks mm-hmm. for forty six days. Wow. And he had uh, weekly checkups, and he also got permission from his employers to drink one beer at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but although drinking four beers over the course of a workday, and good news, five beers on Saturdays and Sundays. There you go. Okay, That's so nice. yeah. we're not doing the full four. No, full, we're not 40 doing forty days. days. That's, a, it's a little crazy. Let's just see if we could do three days do or, three or four. Or, yeah this it so, we're gonna do what's so Thursday is sundown to Sunday at sundown right. are you okay with that yeah so all right that's, so that's our Friday, Saturday Sunday that's three full days and
0: that's that's what we're gonna do nothing but beer nothing but beer and water you can have water yeah yeah and uh you get know, like you can take your vitamins but <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah okay yeah but, no, but nothing other than beer right. and food. the point of this is to see what what it might have been like for these monks
1: doing these this crazy fast Who did the whole 47 but it was uh, so. We, what so? What we're, we're going to drink right now is the original Polliner Salvatore. Right. So in 1634, the okay.
0: Polliner Friars came up with a special brew so malty and rich they could sustain themselves on it alone for the entire forty days of Lent. The liquid bread, as they call it, was full of carbohydrates Ooh. and other nutrients, with the idea that it would that, that would sustain them.
1: Well, try try that. It's, I, it's it is it, it is, is very good. It's heavy yeah, though, it right? Heavy. I mean, you can kind of get the feeling that there's more. It's not a watery beer. No, and it's, if it's, it's uh, in liquid bread. It's not Budweiser. It's it's um, it's sustaining. Yes, and it's a seven point nine percent. It's. Not as dark as I expected. I to thought all Doppelbachs B- B- bucks were dark. No, but it, there, no, I don't no, think so. No, no, and, it's a sort of a medium dark amber.
0: Yeah. So Salvatore, Pollner Salvator, and I was I was at a German restaurant recently, and I ordered one, and he the bartender poured me a glass and put it in front of me and said, "It's so good. They named it after Jesus." <laughs>
1: Right, <laughs> as they did, Salvatore. and not after. It's not the uh, Holy Father Yeah, beer. that's this that's weird, the weird translation from this article. Was like Salvatore named after Sanct Vader, which I guess is a Father Saint Father, which can be roughly translated as Holy Father. How about just go from. Salvatore to... Savior. That's... It's right there in front of you. I know. It's
0: right there in front of you. Why are
1: you Why are you making this difficult? <laughs> yeah. I don't think... Yes, but do I don't think... I, I don't know if this is the exact recipe from 1634, but I don't think I've had a beer that traces its roots quite that the, far back. I don't is... think I have any... have never had another beer
0: that traces its roots back as far... Years. as years. Yeah, to 1634. So, there you go. Salvatore... And um, three days of nothing but beer. Well, here's to starving. Here's, to... <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. We would like to say share it on social media, but we hate social media. Just tell a friend in real life. That would be lovely. Thank you very much.